0: The hell are you supposed to be? hurt. Wow. If the Batman is representative of the year 2020, then I think we are all the man who was pummeled to a bloody fucking pulp by the Batman. Hello, Popheads. Welcome to issue 110 of the TomCast Podcast, coming to you once again from the safe confines of the Tom Cave. My name is Tom. Thank you so much for listening to this quality, independent podcast. You can please follow us on the social medias at Podcast on Twitter and Instagram please email the show at tomcastpopcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And if you'd like to become an official member of Hit Nation, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash tomcastpopcast, where you will get access to all kinds of super cool bonus content, whether that's uh, specific videos, the Popcast read segments are mostly video features. We have some movie audio commentary tracks on there as well. Uh, Just released earlier this month is the 1990 Captain America audio commentary. Where, well, let's just say somebody had to watch that movie for, movie for you guys, because, oh boy, oof, oof. That's all i got to say about that. Thank you to my current Patreons. Thank you to the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail. Jeff is a co-host of the Ring of podcast, and I'm pretty sure he's never beaten a man quite as badly as that man got beaten in the Batman trailer. So, evildoers, <laughs> keep that in mind. Speaking of evildoers, thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles. Thank you to the Squid Master General, Squidmaster Forever, Mr. Brian Broussard, and the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wagamur. Finally, please subscribe to this podcast on the Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, whatever format you like. I think we're there. And if we're not, let me know. And I'll make sure we're on there. And finally, if you have the time, I guess I should say, and finally, finally, if you have the time, write us those five-star reviews. They go a long, long way to helping spread the word about the quality podcast that you're listening to and, and attracting new new listeners to come and join the fun with us. Uh, cause uh, I know you guys want to keep the show to yourself and, and make it super special, but we need to grow. We need Pophead Nation to grow. And it is. Slowly but surely, we're doing good things over here and that that is getting out. All right, how is everyone doing? I hope you had a great weekend. Uh, We have a really big show. We have a lot of stuff to get to. Obviously, this past weekend was the DC Fandom Super Event on the Internet. Basically, DC Comics slash Warner Brothers took over the Internet for 48 hours, basically, from Saturday all the way through Sunday, and just gave us a deluge of news and information and and trailers and behind-the-scenes things and, and just content galore to talk about. And uh, gonna we're gonna be linking up with Roger in just a moment, uh, where we're gonna start going through some of the some of the big things, some of the big big things that that were discussed at or not we're gonna discuss it, but uh, some of the big news, some of the big 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 trailers, big reveals that were that were let loose upon the world. Sorry, I, I was struggling there to get out what I wanted to say, um, but yeah, just tons and tons of stuff to go through. Uh, it's gonna be very DC centric today. Um, And that's because, well, there's nothing else to talk about. I I checked the news. Marvel didn't counter today with 75 new trailers or anything like that because, uh, you know, COVID hit at a time when Marvel was uh, between productions, basically. Other than Black Widow, nothing's really going. So, uh, you know, Marvel slash Disney cannot counter the news. Like, you know, remember remember those days a few years ago where it seemed like whenever DC would try to gain a little traction, uh, with media, was like, we release this trailer, we release this and that, then Marvel would just whip out their giant dick and and slap them across the face with it, um, they they can't do that right now, so it's, it's, uh, it's a strange time to be a Marvel fan, I mean, listen, we're all Marvel fans, let's not get silly here, uh, but yeah, it's just there, other than than Black Widow being held back, we have no Marvel content right now, so very DC-centric, we're gonna talk about a lot of stuff, uh, I don't know how controversial we'll get with our takes because uh, I I think we're like much of the world. With everything we saw, we're like, oh my god, that looks so cool. Let's let's go watch it. Uh, but it should be a fun conversation, at the very least. So with that in mind, do what we what we got to do. We have to take proper steps before we dive into the podcast. You have to buckle up, hold on to your butts, and then buckle up again because, uh, yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get loud. I think we're gonna get loud in this podcast today. It's uh. It's going to be very animated and not just in the Batman animated series kind of way. Uh, like I said, lots of good energy, lots of fun things happened at this at this fandom convention and we're going to talk all about it so here we go.
1: Barbara, what did you do? I'm not so keen on this one, I figure uh, you are, but you know what? I'm ready to go. I think we can do better. Parachute pants? Yeah. Um... Does, it, does everybody parachute
0: now? All right. Joining me once again via the Skypes, it's our good friend. It's Roger Smith, a.k.a. at Raj on Twitter and Instagram. How are you? You fine looking man.
1: <laughs> Doing great, especially after this weekend. What happened this weekend? Did I miss it? <laughs> something today was the amazing <laughs> DC fandom.
0: Mm, didn't hear about it. Uh, get back to you. <laughs> fucking crazy shit, man. Uh, all right. So, like, like I was just saying before we before we turned the recorder on. Uh, yeah, we have a full fucking show to to, to talk about <laughs> a lot of stuff. I'm already dropping f bombs because that's how much content we have today. In in a time where content has been hard to come by for most of the, yeah. much of the summer, we now have a, <laughs> a, a, a dearth. Of it, <laughs> yes. And instead of spreading it out over the next four shows, we're just gonna do it all in one. Okay.
1: Yep, one and done. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> all right, but let's let's get started. We do we do have a standard operating procedure on the podcast, and that yes, is we do discussing our beers. What
1: yep. do you have today, sir? Today I'm doing the uh, the fear movie Lions from Stone. I got a, uh, a couple of these guys, and I was just like, yeah, I haven't had this in a while. I remember liking it. Nice. Pretty solid, uh, unfiltered double IPA, eight point five percent. Uh Yeah, it's stone, so it's pretty solid stuff. Can't go wrong. Yeah, I agree with you
0: on that, uh, because I am also drinking stone.
1: <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs>
0: I'm, I am having their Doom, which oh. is their 24th anniversary double IPA. It's 8.5%. It's in these lovely cool. 12-ounce cans available in six packs. Uh, I think it's also coming in bombers, if you're more of a bomber person. Uh, and it's, it's, they're nice. doing like the upside-down label thing, the Leave No Stone Unturned thing that they've been doing the last few months. So you get get a nice upside-down can, which is kind of fun. (laughs) Uh, And this beer is packed with all those fun Australian Southern Hemisphere hops. So lots of big tropical flavors coming out of this sucker. (laughs) A lovely double IPA to start the day. Oh, yeah. And like I said, we have so much content, Raj. We we may have to take a beer break to get more. (laughs) Yeah, might have to. (laughs) We will see how it goes. Uh, But let's start with the thing that everybody wants to talk about first. And that's the video yep. games. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Raj, we got two video game uh, debuts. And uh, uh, I'm curious your reaction to them. The, let, let's start first on Batman
1: Gotham Knights. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Uh, so that was the one I was actually looking forward to the most. That one we'd been uh, kind of talking about, and there'd been inklings here and there just uh, regarding what it was going to be about, who was going to be in the game. Um, I had heard rumors that it was going to be kind of the Bat family on their own, but there was nothing, you know, set in stone. But now we we know it's going to be the four Bat kids. So we got Nightwing, Batgirl, Red Hood and Robin. And that's the Tim Drake Robin.
0: Yeah. And listen, I'm not going to lie. I was not prepared for this. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I was a bit uh, befuddled when the trailer <laughs> happens is like but i don't get to be batman
1: <laughs> yeah i guess they figured you'd been batman so many times before that might as well try someone new i listen i don't want to i don't want to like spoil
0: like news to rocksteady here but uh people like being batman <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah they kind of just went out there and were like hey you know what uh, batman's dead in this one so you're not going to get to play him <laughs> well, I know that means in in your case,
0: you are definitely looking forward to being Nightwing. <laughs> oh yes,
1: yeah, that was the first thing I was looking forward. I'm like, okay, I'm sold, I'm in.
0: <laughs> I was texting a friend of mine because obviously, all, all the other aspect of this game uh, will be the incorporation of the Court of Owls storyline from from Scott yes. Snyder and Greg Capullo, um, yep. which is a fantastic story and uh, the, the, such a wonderful visual element for the video games. Is you know very creepy okay. and ominous whenever you see a, a guy with an owl mask on. And oh then, yeah, and then obviously we're gonna get, we're gonna get talons as well. Yep, that'll be fun. I, I, but I kind of almost want to play as a talon. <laughs> I'm
1: <not gonna> lie. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool.
0: <laughs> I was, I was like, well, I know I don't want not to be insulting to you, sir. I'm not a huge <laughs> Nightwing fan, but he's fine. Yeah, but I definitely have Nightwing. no interest in playing as uh, uh, the Red Hood, that dipshit. <laughs> don't like, don't like Jason Todd. Think he belongs in a in a coffin still. <laughs> so my choices seem to be tim drake which is okay i like tim yeah i'm a big tim fan of, of the robins tim is my my robin basically uh, sure and then back row that could be a lot of fun yeah we'll have to see i don't know what you know what kind of cool fight skills are gonna get these guys but i guess that's probably gonna be one of the parts of the, that is most intriguing when you start to play it is is kind of like seeing who can do what
1: yeah yeah it's looking like it's going to be kind of like a co-op action rpg kind of thing so you're going to be gaining levels experience and unlocking new abilities and stuff and it seems like they're actually going for like a lot of cosmetic unlockable things too which looks really cool you'll be able to you know make your own version of your superhero and you know they even showed off a little bit in the trailer they they were you know they looked visually one way but then in the gameplay trailer they look different so you're like okay so there's going to be some you know customization which is always fun
0: yeah definitely agreed um the game's still a ways off it's going to be coming out next year yeah we don't know when just next year <laughs> yeah just there's i mean that was kind of like the recurring theme for for dc fandom was uh everything's sure. basically next year with the exception yeah, of yeah 2021 woman. <laughs> yeah i think wonder woman <laughs> is the only thing we can we can look forward to this year hopefully fingers sure. crossed maybe
1: yeah Hopefully,
0: <laughs> you know let, let let me let me kind of backtrack a little bit here. But what did
1: you think of the of the event overall? You know, I was really happy with how it turned out. I wasn't able to stay unfortunately for the entire day. I got I had other plans in the afternoon, but I definitely woke up, got to the TV at ten a.m., put that on the big screen, and was just watching it from you know computer to TV screen. And you know, we had a lot of fun. We were just there, you know, watching. I think the what was the first thing? The first thing was the Wonder Woman panel, right? I believe it was, yes. Yeah, so just starting off with that, kind of seeing, okay, this is the the way it's going to be structured and just kind of getting that feel for it and just kind of like uh, having time to be like, okay, this panel's going to be at this time. Okay, so we have time. We can grab some breakfast, you know, do something and be back by this time to watch the next panel. It, it was kind of a cool feeling. It, it gave me like a throwbacks to Comic-Con kind of thing where sure. it's like, oh, we got to be in time for this, you know, so it was fun to kind of have these periods of time where you'd check back in and be like, Oh, black Adam's on now. Cool. Let's go check it out. Yeah. Uh, so it definitely gave us something fun to do throughout the day.
0: Yeah. I, 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 agree with you. I, you know, we had texted prior to the, to the event. I was like, well, I wouldn't be at work for a big chunk of it, but I mean, they, they, no. they kind of planned for that too, because there were like encore mm-hmm. presentations throughout the day, throughout the weekend. So if you yeah. miss things, I mean, you could go back and watch like the panel portion of things. Well, you know, obviously all the trailers went online almost immediately, but if you yeah. wanted when if you want to sit around for the for the conversations that ensued uh, those became available to you like throughout the day throughout the night you know just depending on what your yep. schedule was which yep. i thought was very very cool uh, and i also very much liked the fact that uh, the, the the panels were short yeah you know 20 30 minutes some some were mm-hmm. less yeah, but but like i don't think anything was over over 30
1: no no and i think that worked to its advantage honestly like I could see it like dragging out, you know, in other situations. <laughs> uh-oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. What's going on?
0: Rogers. Somebody, ex- somebody Rogers- decided to cut
1: leaves and stuff outside. Yeah, Rogers experiencing life problems. Hang on. <laughs> Crap. Okay. Well, looks like I'm. Um, I don't have any air today. So hopefully you guys can't hear that too much. Well, no, it's it's great now, but I
0: don't want you to pass out either. So if, if you gotta open the window, you gotta open the window. <laughs>
1: No, it's okay. I swear, it's like there must be a guy just like cutting leaves right outside my window.
0: Does he know how fucking it is outside? the hedges. <laughs>
1: it's not he's, safe. He's clearly not taking a hint. <laughs> Go inside. It's not safe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I, I, I. I'll was... just turn up the fan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was a big, I was a big fan of the way it was done. I wasn't, uh, I, I wasn't crazy necessarily about the interface on, um, on the website, but uh, it was cool. And like the way it rolled sure. out, like I wasn't sure if I was gonna have to like click into things to watch them it just kind of just kept rolling which i was like oh all right i guess i'm just staying on this all day yeah yeah which i didn't stay on it all day i like uh, much like you i have shit to do sometimes so i couldn't i couldn't sure. uh, watch every single thing but i ended up watching more panels than i thought i would because i was like mm-hmm. oh they're re- they're really fast and um, fairly interesting and yeah. I, i'm going to i'm going to get in trouble for saying this i so one of my what of my kind of pet peeves of panels at comic-con when you're at comic-con man yeah sometimes the q a with fans is
1: rough yeah yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so i, I like that there was some kind of like a uh, uh, pre-planned questions that that uh you know quote-unquote audience members were able to uh to ask via sure. or you know ahead of time via message or whatever uh I, yeah so i like that i thought that was a pretty good way to do things um yeah and again, comparing it to the online event that Comic Con was kind of forced to do, uh, I thought this was um, a lot better, a lot smoother. Um, sure. And I'd I like it was all kind of grouped into one place.
1: Yeah, yeah. I felt like it really, really worked pretty a, a lot better than I thought it would. Just kind of having that constant stream just going there in the background just made it so you could you could leave it on if you wanted to, maybe catch some panels that you weren't initially interested in, but you're like, like, oh, hey, this is actually kind of interesting. You get you know short Q and A sessions, nothing like. Over the top, overbearing, just taking too much time, and everything. You know, the panels themselves were pretty informative. Everything seemed to be really streamlined, and they it went through quickly, but like it didn't feel like you missed anything. You know? Yeah. You know, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that. Uh, that you just kind of throw
0: it on, and, and and maybe watch panels that you weren't interested in initially, but yeah. then you, they kind of catch your attention. Uh, yeah. I wasn't planning on talking about it, but I, I I should definitely give a shout out since you kind of brought it up. Uh, the panel oh. prior to Zack Snyder's. Snyder Cut panel uh, uh-huh. was a Voices of Batman panel. And yeah. I just thought that was going to be kind of like the standard, like, oh, we're going to have Kevin Conroy and, and all the various uh, U.S. Batman voices that we've become familiar with over the years. Sure, yeah. And what was fascinating about it was it was the opposite of that. It was all the international voices of Batman that maybe many of us haven't heard
1: before. Yeah, that was interesting.
0: And I thought that was really super cool. And it, it kind of shows what a what a... Dumb American, I can be sometimes. Where I'm like, oh yeah, I guess they have to like translate this into Portuguese or translate this into Spanish and, and German and, and Hindi and stuff like that. And I was like, this is fucking fascinating. And, yeah, it, and they were sure. they were playing like ex- ex- excerpts from like the, these uh, overseas, you know, re redubbed Batman cartoons. And I was like, this is super cool, and <laughs> it, it just kind of like deepened my appreciation for just how globally pheno- what a global phenomenon Batman is. Mm-hmm. So I was I was really impressed with that panel. I was like, man, this was really cool. I'm glad I turned this on when I did instead of waiting for
1: 2:30 and just watching Zack Snyder. Sure. Yeah. No. It was just it, it was just lent itself to that. It was super easy to just kind of let it go. And you know, like we said, the interface, just the the live stream part of it, seemed to like work really well. Uh, I only had like one issue where I had to like refresh it a few times, mm-hmm. like it wouldn't load. But other than that, I, I think it went pretty well.
0: Well, and, and and kind of kind of following my my train of thought here, I, I, I think that's another super cool thing about this particular event is like it it had a total global feel to it, you know, yeah. like everyone around the world was basically sitting in front of their computer watching this thing. I, I was like, oh man, sure. that's a really really something. I just I, I don't think at the time I even
1: thought about. It. I was like, oh yeah, everyone else wants to watch this stuff too. It's not just me and Raj. Yeah, <laughs> it it was kind of a cool aspect of it, especially how you know. Uh, early on, they introed with all the people that were gonna be presenting for the day. And it was just kind of like, you know, you, we have our like US DC reps where we're kind of like, okay, we, we recognize these people. Mm-hmm. But then you had just DC reps from like all over the world, you know, And you're just like, oh wow, like it never dawned on me that you know this this was gonna be like almost a, a global event in a sense, you know it, uh, you know, it, like you said, it, kind of the, the narrow-minded American view, this is just gonna be, you know, North America. And that's it. But no, it's, it's, it was literally like they got people from all parts of the world to help present the panels and everything. So it was really cool just to see how, like, you know, something like Justice League matters just as much to someone from China as it does to us. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, it, it was very cool. I, I, you know, and I think I think a lot of my, my mentality was like I'm, I'm used to San Diego Comic Con and, and seeing people from around the world come here but not really extrapolating from that. It's like, well, yeah, they're going to stay at home and watch this too. (laughs) It's like, we're all at home. We're all at home and chilling out right now. Let's just fucking watch (laughs) Zack Snyder talk. Why not?
1: (laughs) Definitely. That was awesome.
0: Well, let's get back to it. We got one more video game to talk about. And uh, this game has been long bandied about, long rumored as well. And that is the, also from Rocksteady, much like the Batman games. This is Suicide Squad, kill the Justice League.
1: Yep. What'd you think of this one, Raj. (laughs) The trailer was pretty awesome. I gotta admit, I, I love just like the the whimsical Suicide Nature uh, Suicide Squad just nature of the of their interactions and everything. It was just really cool. I mean, I, I think Captain Boomerang fucking stole the show in the trailer. Just every line he had was great. <laughs> it was really good. Yeah, and uh,
0: more more uh, more awesome King Shark action, which I'm always a big fan of. So that's good stuff.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> you
0: know, if, if, if you are a fan of King Shark, you are living in the Halcyon
1: days because King Shark has never oh, yeah. been bigger. <laughs> you know, like that guy's yeah. everything now. It was super crazy. I swear, like to the point where I had a dream about the guy the other day, but it was like... Uh, hopefully not a <laughs> I sexual like, one. I had just watched Harley Quinn and then I came home and I watched uh, Justice League uh, Apocalypse War. Mm-hmm. And then... Next day, I see, you know, the trailer with King Shark for Suicide Squad. And I'm like, man, King Shark's everywhere. <laughs> he really is.
0: And and speaking of the Harley Quinn, I, I love Ron Funches' take on King Shark. It's fucking hilarious to me. <laughs> but uh, So the, uh, yeah. the big lore of this game obviously is called You Kill the Justice League. Uh, but as the trailer sets up, we find ourselves in, in a world where Metropolis has been basically taken over by Brainiac in the forces of Yeah, it Brainiac. looks like. And uh, oh. it look, it, we appear to have a brainiac-controlled Superman flying around and, and creating all kinds of chaos and destruction in his wake. <laughs> yep. So the premise of the game is the Suicide Squad is, is thus sent to Metropolis to put down a rogue Superman.
1: Yep, <laughs> that sounds like a fun time.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure it's going to go really, really well for them. <laughs> I hope so. You know, I'll be, I'll be curious to see. I mean, obviously, I'm a, I am a big Suicide Squad fan, and we'll, we'll talk more about that later on yep. in our show. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll be curious if they, if they decide to kind of, like, go for it with the Suicide Squad aspect of the show, which is, like, some people may not make out of this game alive. Like, I, I, yeah. I'm kind of wondering if that might be a thing or not.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would hope so. What, I, what I'm hoping is that they're going to have just, like, kind of a big cast of characters. And unfortunately, we didn't get a gameplay trailer for this, so we don't actually right. know what it's going to be like, I'm imagining it's going to be similar to what they're doing with Gotham Knights in that it's going to be like multiplayer co-op type thing. But um, again, we didn't get any indication on what that was going to be for sure. So we're kind of up in the air on that. But if, if it's like suicide squad and you're not just killing off just random villains, then I feel like you're just doing it an injustice.
0: (laughs) Well, the injustice league might show up. I mean, who knows? Well, (laughs) <laughs> hopefully <laughs> <laughs> oh man alright so I think that takes care of the video game aspect of things right oh yeah I think that was it alright so let me kind of transition because we're going to spend a lot of time talking about uh, uh, live action takes on, on DC comic book properties at this point but there was yeah. one bit of comic book news that I wanted to share that I was very excited about uh, and, and you, yeah. maybe you missed this maybe you saw it I don't know but yeah, I'm really excited about the return of the Milestone Comics brand under under DC Comics. Okay. Uh,
1: if yeah, anybody, I don't think I saw that one.
0: Okay. Yeah, it was it was like a secret panel. It wasn't announced on this on the schedule. It was kind of like you know mystery panel at like one thirty or whatever. So I didn't find out about. Oh, it. that's what that was. Yeah.
1: yeah I, I totally forgot to check that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was the announcement that uh, that uh, Milestone Media is coming back, which is like the it's called the Dakota Verse, um, and it's yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know the most politically correct way to say it, but is is uh basically a line of super, of black superheroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it, it's 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 uh, created and and written drawn by black comic book creators. You know, and it and mm-hmm. a Static Shock is one of the big characters who kind of emerged from yeah. the line initially in the nineties. Uh, it's mm-hmm. also announced that he's in early talks for a live action film as well as animated oh, projects.
1: That would be awesome. Love to see him again.
0: Yeah. So, so it sounds like twenty twenty one is going to be the year of Static Shock coming back and, and being a big bad pres- or a big good presence in in, in media <laughs> across the board. Uh, yeah, I, sh- I keep saying sure. Static Shock. I mean Static. Sorry. I, yeah. I don't know why I'm saying Static Shock. I apologize.
1: <laughs> yeah. I thought that was the name of the TV series. I, I think even as a kid, I got that confused. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate Static. Virgil Hawkins. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know the the milestone books. They were. It, it was initially founded in like, the early '90s, so it was a little bit before your time. Um, I yeah. think it was like '93, and it ran through like '97 or '98 before it kind of got shut down. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it was a, it was a really impactful uh, project that, that DC took on, letting these these black comic book creators kind of create their own universe and, yeah. and uh, you know tell the stories they wanted to tell. That that I don't know it just it just put you know black heroes in front and center. It was it was really sure. uh, a revolutionary thing at the time, mm-hmm. and it, it's you know so pressing now with with the the black lives matter movement i mean now is a time for these these characters to come back uh and and kind of tackle the the issues of the day right now Mm -hmm. in a way that uh, again i've I've said it before i mean it's it's still mystifying to me that we're dealing with 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 with, with like fucking nazis and white supremacists in in 2020 but but here we are and now is the time for these characters to come back. And it's, it's Static and Icon, and I'm trying to think of some of the other names. I think Hardware is one of them. They're, there's a bunch. of yeah. they're, they're really cool characters, and I'm, I'm excited to see that they're going to have a, a, a presence back in, in DC Comics
1: moving forward. Yeah, I'm excited for that. That Like you said, this, this is a, you know no time better than now to bring these characters back, and I would love to see these characters again. Again, we, we haven't seen anything from a lot of these characters in years now. And, you know, unfortunately, it kind of feels like they got pushed to the background, but it's going to be cool to see them, you know, up on the forefront again, especially yeah. characters like Static that I grew up with that were super cool to me, you know, so.
0: Yeah. And, and Static, uh, Static did make the jump into into the new 52. Uh, he was one of the one of the launch books, yeah. uh, but I, I can't oof. I want to say it ended around issue 12 or something like that. Like it, it didn't kind of connect with the with that New yeah, unfortunately. audience yet. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, one of the parts of this new initiative for Milestone that I thought was so interesting uh, is that it sounds like there's going to be a really big digital presence for these books as well, which uh, I think okay. is going to be a good thing because, uh, hey, man, you know, the more avenues you have to find new readers, I think the better it's, it's going to go.
1: Definitely, yeah.
0: You know, and, and not a lot of folks going in, into comic book stores nowadays, so, so having, having a, a digital presence is, is an extremely big deal, I think.
1: Yeah, definitely going to be important to transition, especially nowadays.
0: Yeah, I agree 100%. All right, so we'll transition now, Raj, to the small screen. <laughs> and with this next bit of news, uh, I'm, I'm going to tap into my latent psychic abilities. All right. Because when I read this, I was like, oh, I can predict the future. And the future is this. <laughs> Roger is going to have to get HBO. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, I because, think that's the thing.
0: Because we're talking about season three of Titans, which will be exclusively on HBO Max. Because yeah, DC Universe is fucking dead.
1: Yeah, basically that was an animal coffin. That was that was the reason I got it originally, and now it's gone. So yeah, looks like we're doing HBO Max, boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, so did, were you able to
0: watch this panel, or did you just read about it later on?
1: Yeah, I just read about it later. I, you know, I, I caught up with how they're going to add probably Red Hood scarecrow and barbara gordon in the following season yes which should be fun because i love all of those characters i know you're not a huge red hood fan but uh i kind of am so
0: (laughs) (laughs) now i listen i understand you're not alone i think i might be in the minority here because honestly
1: i think it's about half and half yeah
0: for you know for whatever (laughs) reason people seem to like him But yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I don't know if anyone's had a chance to to check out Titans, but I think it being on HBO Max will can only be a good thing for it to maybe find a little bit more of a, of an audience. Um, yeah. But also, hopefully, you know, again, I come from a, a, a place where I've only heard about things on the show and I've only read about things on the show. You're the man who's watched it, but I've heard it's been yeah. it's been uneven.
1: What's that? I've heard it's, it's been a, a little bit of an uneven series thus far. You know, it's it's been very entertaining and uh, there's been like a lot of great episodes on there. I would say just just the pacing is the one thing that I have issue with. I mean the fact that, you know, last season the big reveal was that, you know, they're finally gonna have Nightwing. It took like a season and a half to actually get Nightwing, and he shows up for like literally two episodes and you're just kinda like, Oh, okay. Well that was cool. Glad I waited for that. But it was just like just, just pacing wise it feels like it was just kind of all over the place like nothing happens for a long time and then everything happens and you don't even have time to process it. So what I'm hoping for the next season is that they get their pacing straight. I feel like it was a lot of behind the scenes stuff that probably kept the pacing kind of awkward um, you know like the first season or the first episode for the second season was actually supposed to be the last episode of the first season. So just just kind of that kind of stuff where they're just kind of throwing things around Mm. for some unknown reason. It just kind of threw things off and you're just like, well, okay, I guess. (laughs) But uh, yeah, that's my one request for the following season. Just make each episode really worthwhile on its own and don't make it so you're just throwing everything in at the end, you know, kind of build a little better, I guess.
0: No, I think that is a is a reasonable request from a reasonable man. That's what we call him. We call him Reasonable Raj when, he, when he's yeah. Up. I try to be. <laughs> uh, you know, like like I, like I kind of alluded to a minute ago, uh, Titans making the switch to HBO Max will, for me, uh, allow me the opportunity to kind of try it again. Uh, because yeah. I I did watch I think the first three or four episodes of season one and, uh, you know, my viewing experience was uneven. Um but you know I I've told you before and I've said it before in the podcast I I I did not like the DC Universe interface at all. Sure. So I just was like ugh I don't want to go through this the process of trying to get this thing to work and then find the goddamn <laughs> show I'm watching. So Sure. Yeah. So it, like I said it being on HBO Max uh, c- could be a real big boon for the Titan series. Yeah, so, I hope so. And and by all by all um uh, accounts uh, Doom Patrol did quite well in season 2 uh, on HBO Max. Yeah. So that's good news. So hopefully these, these shows yeah, will continue sure. in this new form, or not format necessarily, but on this new platform. Yeah. And more Titans goodness for Roger because he wants more Titans goodness.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to need to get HBO Max to get it. Yeah, that's
0: right. <laughs> are you going to let your uh, DC Universe run out and then do HBO Max, or what are you thinking?
1: You know, I don't know. I mean, if if it's not going to be simultaneously on DC Universe, then it's kind of like, well, I guess I'm just going to have to get it as soon as... You know, it comes out because that's that's one that I kind of want to stay current with. Um, I wouldn't mind spending you know the six or seven bucks a month for it. Um, I just want to make sure that there's something there that I kind of am consistently coming back to. Yeah,
0: and again, again, much like everything else we're talking about, uh, no immediate release date announced. Just 2021 sometime.
1: Yeah, eventually. Eventually. No, I guess by that point, then my DC will have run out. So. We'll
0: yeah. See. <laughs> exactly we will see but uh you know you mentioned titans being a little disjointed at some points let's 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 talk real quick about another disjointed dc property <laughs> uh which would be uh the flash on the cw yeah because they did a little uh trailer for the upcoming 7th season of the show which yeah. listen I, I i at this point the flash is more of a curiosity for me uh because i couldn't <laughs> i couldn't stand this this season that was just on I thought it was not good at all. You know, there there were some things I liked. uh, Like, story-wise, I liked it. You know, it wasn't one villain over the course of, like, 20-something episodes. They kind of split it up. Yeah. But they split it up between lame villains. (laughs) (laughs) Which, not a fan of lame villains, Raj. Not for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's no fun.
0: We don't like them. Um, It was good villains. But but the thing that's that's kind of got my part of my attention, not all of my attention, but a little bit of it. You know, because yeah. of because of COVID, the final episode of The Flash uh wasn't completed. So oh, wow. when when they start the new season, they still have to wrap up the last season because they weren't able to finish production.
1: Oh,
0: that's crazy. So there's several uh kind of like dangling plot threads that they have to wrap up, uh including, you know, mm. this this ticking clock that Barry's been on with him getting slower and slower as the show's gone on, <laughs> which you know, reasons. Yeah, it happens, I guess. Uh, yeah, well, to him it does. <laughs>
1: <laughs> happens to us all.
0: Yeah, so, uh, but I'm also kind of curious because uh, we we didn't talk about it on the podcast, but uh, what's this guy's name? Uh, Hartley Sawyer, who is playing, uh-huh. uh, who's playing Ralph Dibney, the elongated man. Yeah, has been fired for being a racist and a misogynist. <laughs> Because you know, I guess that's what you do when you're a racist and misogynist. You go to so go on Twitter and say crazy things. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so he got fired, and now they still have like a, a Sue Dibney storyline to wrap up. And so they're gonna have to like bring in a new Ralph
1: Dibney to finish this. Oh man, yeah, yeah. That was that was such a weird situation because it, it was almost in a, a similar vein of what happened with like the whole james gunn thing with like just the really old tweets that Mm -hmm. were just you know just just bad humor for like that era (laughs) and it was just kind of like pulled into the light and you know that might have been just him just being stupid we we can never know um and unfortunately that's just gonna affect the show in a negative way which you know dibney was actually one of my favorite characters on the show which kind of sucks that he's gone now so uh, you know, it is what it is, and we just gotta pick up from there, I guess.
0: Yeah, producer Eric Wallace uh, came out. Uh, I think it was I can't remember if he clarified this during over the weekend at at Fandom, or if this was after the fact. Uh, but he he said that, that they were gonna either recast or possibly make one of the other cast members kind of be elongated man, like he's in, you know impersonating one of the other characters, perhaps. <laughs> uh, so just so they can kind of like finish out that storyline. But yeah. then, then Elongated Man will go bye-bye for the foreseeable future.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, that's unfortunate.
0: Well, it is for him. But, like <laughs> I said, that show's so bad, maybe it's a blessing for him.
1: Might be, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry. <Ooh. laughs> all good. Um. All right, I think <clears throat> I think it's it for small screen stuff, too. I don't have anything else to talk about on the small screen. So, Raj. Yeah, I feel
1: like we're on to the big stuff now, yeah? Time for the big stuff. You ready? <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: All right, so let's talk about some movies coming up from DC where we don't have anything to see, really. <laughs> and, of course, I, it means I'm talking about Shazam 2.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, and I guess the biggest thing we have to talk about with Shazam 2, there's two two big kernels of information. A, yep. the title was revealed, Shazam fury of the gods yep which gods why are they mad i don't know (laughs) they're just angry they're just angry and can we guess that they're angry at shazam that's my guess
1: yeah i'd say that's a good guess
0: (laughs) (laughs) now remind me again just kind of like refresh my memory refresh
1: the the listeners memories uh what was your take on the shazam film i was a fan of it uh it was enjoyable fun ride for sure I, i didn't think it was anything too deep um but definitely a fun watch for the family for sure i think
0: that kind of uh, sums up how i felt about it too i was like this is a good family film it you know it it, it uh it, it it tickled me funny in the right places but i wasn't like you know oohing and owing over it necessarily but it was a, it was a, it was a fun time sure yeah exactly uh, a little bit more uh substance that, or a little bit more style than substance but you know
1: still yeah
0: entertaining yeah it was a good show yeah for sure. Well, this movie can only get better because they have announced that Sinbad will be in this movie. <laughs> that
1: is awesome.
0: <laughs> I think that's awesome, too, but I'm also kind of curious if this is like some kind of like meta joke that maybe only a handful of people are going to understand.
1: <laughs> yep. Those uh, Mandela effect yeah,
0: followers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If, if you're a fan of the Mandela effect, then you, you may be aware of the of the belief, this, this uh, a collective belief that Sinbad. In the early to mid '90s, started a movie called Shazam, where he played a genie. Yep. <laughs> and apparently, this is all fiction. Sinbad himself is like, "Nope, I've never been in a movie called Shazam where I played a genie." <laughs> uh, so, so it looks I don't, you know, like I said, I don't know. This might be kind of a meta thing,
1: <laughs> like that they're going for. For sure. But it, it's amusing nonetheless. Oh yeah, yeah. That, I I thought that was an awesome callback just to that whole thing. So, I guess it'll. If, as long as he plays a genie we'll finally get it to be true or an angry postman looking for his his child's Christmas present
0: against Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> uh, Not if Arnold can stop him <laughs> I am <Chubo> Man. <laughs> Nailed it that was a great impression on my part uh, yeah so yeah, that was good <laughs> Shazam 2's coming man you know whether you like it or not <laughs> more more Zachary Levi in his uh red pajamas
1: yep. The Sounds big, good to me.
0: The big red cheese himself. <laughs> so get ready for that. And since we we're talking about Shazam, I guess it only makes sense that we talk about Black Adam. Oh, yes. <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson hosted a, like a, a 20-minute panel where he, he took some questions. He uh, engaged with one of his co-stars in, in, in the upcoming fixture, which has not begun even filming yet. Uh, no, no. They did some. They did some pretty neat uh, like animation stuff, to kind yeah. of like showcase Black Adam and some of his, a bit of his origins and things like that.
1: Yeah, I think Boss Logic was working on that. He's kind of popular in the whole video game and uh, movie scene. Yeah, I think Boss
0: Boss Logic and uh, Jim Lee had teamed up to kind of like do this little animation yeah. thing for for the panel for for Dwayne. Yeah, as, it looked pretty cool. It did look pretty cool. Uh, you, you know, I'm not gonna lie. You know, I, I love me some Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I mean, I've been a fan since he was just, you know, The Rock on, on yeah. WWF back in the day. Before he, was, he had a name. Yeah, before, you know, when he was just a member of the nation, for God's sake. <laughs> and all I could do was raise his eyebrow. That was his only move. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm a fan of the man, and I love that he's, like, parlayed his WWE career into becoming, like, the biggest superstar in the world. Yeah. So I'm very excited about him being, being Black Adam. That sure. said... Black Adam, I to me has like one of the most iconic hairlines in all of comics, mm. and I guess they're just going to ignore that, and that makes me a little bit sad.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's a very, very distinguished hairline, very yeah, sharp. Yes, just right to a fine point. <laughs> yep, widow's peak like
0: none other. <laughs> Ooh, so peaky, so peaky. Well, he makes a lot of widows, that's for sure. Cause yeah, I would believe it. He kills fools. <laughs> that he does. Uh, but what was interesting about the the trailer, and I mean, we we kind of knew this was coming already, but to kind of see it in that that Jim Lee boss boss logic animation, uh, yeah, was the Justice Society a big screen version of the Justice Society coming in the Black Adam movie? We're gonna yep. see. We knew we were gonna see Adam Smasher, but we're also wow. getting Hawkman. We're getting Doctor Fate. Yes. I mean, come <laughs> on, that's pretty cool, right?
1: I'm excited as hell for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's It's interesting, too. I, I love that it seems that DC has sort of made this shift. DC slash Warner Brothers, I should say, has kind of made this shift as, as opposed to having like a singular universe the way Marvel mm-hmm. does. That yeah. they're like, you know what? Let's just embrace the multiverse thing. We can have yeah. different iterations of different characters and different teams, and it can all be fine because the nerds will understand what we're talking about.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like everyone else won't actually care and the nerds will be able to parse it, so they're fine.
0: Yeah, like I, I don't I, you know, it's, it's about time we started getting some credit uh, for being able to comprehend that things are different and different things. <laughs> like I, yes. I can watch the Black Adam film and realize that that the Justice Soci- excuse me, the Justice society that I'm seeing on the screen fighting Dwayne the Rock Johnson is not connected to the Courtney Whitmore Justice Society on Stargirl. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I can somehow my somehow my brain can separate the two things.
1: Sure.
0: <laughs> so I love that that's a thing now, and I love that uh, uh, we're gonna see, dude. After the first season of Legends, I need to see a big screen version of Hawkman that's actually good. <laughs> <laughs> did you not like the uh, the Legends version? I did not. Okay. I thought they well, really did a hack job on both those characters, Hawkman and Hawk Girl. Kind of got the shaft in in season one of Legends.
1: But Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry. Go I, ahead. I can see that.
0: <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you there. I w- I was just gonna say they really kinda got uh a short change, but season one of Legends is, is kind of a hot mess anyways.
1: Yeah, yeah, kinda didn't know where it was going yet. But uh it was good until it wasn't.
0: So. <laughs> yeah, you know, not to get on too much of a tangent here on, on Legends of Tomorrow, but you had some of the best characters in the DC universe on that first season, including one of the best villains in Vandal Savage, and you just kind of didn't know what to do with any of it.
1: Yep. Good old Randy Savage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no, so it's it's, it's really exciting to, to, to kind of hear this. And, and you know, uh, The Rock seems really enthusiastic.
1: Oh, yeah. To, to, to do this. And I mean, I, we've been hearing about this Black Adam movie for like, what, two, three years now? Oh, yeah. Honestly, that, that was the part that got me the most hyped about it was just how he said how it was going to like blow away even our expectations. Yeah. And when you hear something like that from The Rock like a guy that does nothing but, you know, action blockbusters. That's that's uh that's good to know <laughs> that that's definitely an optimistic kind of mindset to take on it. Did you also note that he seemed to be taking shots at Superman? He did, which really also makes me hopeful that right? we might get a clash there. Right. Yeah. He, he definitely made it to where it was like he was taking shots and he's like, I don't know, maybe we'll see. Like, in a very coy kind of way. I mean, listen, I don't want to,
0: you know, step on any toes or anything for, for Dwayne. Obviously, he knows his career and how to how to become, how, how to run his own affairs. Um, <laughs> but if I'm some executive at Warner Brothers, and I'm having a meeting with Dwayne The Rock Johnson about what he wants yeah. to do in Black Adam, and he happens to say, you know what would be really great for this movie? Henry Cavill as Superman. <laughs>
1: And I, th- I, fight it. I think. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I think if you're that executive, you're like, you know what, Dwayne, that is a fucking great idea. You're right. Let's do it.
1: It's in the contract. Let's go.
0: <laughs> I mean, come on. Shazam kind of teased us with 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 Cavill's suit. We didn't see his face, but we saw his
1: suit. That's true. Yeah, that's true.
0: You know, is it out of the realm of possibilities that we get
1: a clash between Superman and Black Adam in this film? <laughs> I really hope it does happen. I mean, he was definitely hinting at it. And the fact that, like you said, we know that version of Superman is in the Shazam universe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we we haven't had any other inklings that technically it was of that same Justice League universe. But that might be the the foray into the crossover. So that would be super awesome to see. Yeah, I agree. Um, And I, I guess
0: one more thing to bring up. On that point, is, is, is like, listen, I don't want to do any disservice to the members of the Justice Society who will be in this picture. But yeah. if, if I can watch Black Adam and Superman punch each other in the face across the city, I'm in.
1: Yeah, no, definitely that would be awesome as hell.
0: <laughs> Though if they do Hawkman right and he has, he has his badass mace, things could get messy. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. That awesome, awesome mace. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: you know, fingers crossed again, this is a movie, you know, still very much into the development stages. Um, Fingers crossed it's as good as we hope it'll be. Yeah, hope so. All right, let's transition to some more movies that aren't even filming yet. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little bit of Nuggets uh, because another movie that we watched, uh, God, it feels like forever ago because when's the last time we went to the movies? Uh, Yeah, right. But Aquaman 2, it's happening. James Wan and Patrick Wilson hosted a little little panel which confirmed that Ocean Master will return. Oh, yes. And they also indicated that I'm not quite sure how this will be a thing, but uh, uh, apparently the new Aquaman film will be more socially relevant. Okay. <laughs> so I assume he's either fighting COVID or Donald Trump.
1: <laughs> either way, as long as he wins, I think I'm happy. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I
0: can think of a lot of people who wouldn't mind seeing Donald Trump and, and you know, skewered on, on Aquaman's Trident.
1: So, these, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez>, that's dark. <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
0: yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, there wasn't a lot of detail in this panel, but I mean, obviously, it was. It was good to hear James Wan talking about the film. Uh, I like Patrick Wilson, so I'm glad to hear Ocean Masters coming back. And Ocean Master is a great villain, in my opinion. Sure. Especially, yeah, when, Especially yeah. once he got the helmet in the, at the at the end of the first one, you're like, oh yeah, yeah. He's got the helmet. It looked pretty cool. <laughs> you know, and uh, I I I was rewatching Aquaman uh, over the weekend, and um, yeah, I still I still kind of feel the same way about it. Uh, it's just to me, it's just a fun romp. It's not. Yeah like, super deep or anything like that, but it was just, you know, it's a fun time. Yeah, for sure. Again, much like Suzanne, it's a little bit more uh, style over substance, but the style oh. worked for me.
1: I was okay with it. Yeah, you know, it was it was definitely another one of those where it was just, like, fun, you know, action scene to action scene, and, you know, Jason Moe is just such a likable guy that he could just be doing whatever, and I'd be like, yeah, I'm down to watch. Yeah, yeah, 100% <laughs> agree
0: with you on that, and uh, um, I guess the other thing I would say about that film in particular kind of, in, after kind of rewatching it over the weekend was, um, yeah, again, I just appreciate James Vaughn having the balls to just kind of go for it. Like, Oh yeah. We're not going to be ashamed that this is Aquaman. Like we're just going to go fucking nuts. They're going to ride seahorses and giant sharks. And we're just going to get crazy. <laughs> I,
1: yeah, <laughs> I can respect that. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, just the fact that he actually made the orange and green Aquaman suit look badass. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you, how do you even pull that off? That was amazing. <laughs>
0: Agreed, and I like the way it was done in the film too, because it was almost like I, I could almost hear the little tone from my Xbox,
1: like achievement unlocked, was when he gets the armor. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it was great, and just you know, the they didn't mute the color palette; they went like you know, balls to the wall with just all the color you can imagine, and it they worked to its advantage.
0: I, I agree. All right, Rods, you ready for the next thing? Let's do it. Oh my God! All right, more movies. That we saw nothing from but art. <laughs> Let's talk about a movie that we've been hearing about, I think, since like 1974, uh, <laughs> which is Ezra Miller's Flash movie. Yeah. Directed by uh, Andy Machete, who directed the two, the it chapter one and two. Cool. Um, I can't say that I'm still 100 percent sold on Ezra Miller's Flash. Uh-huh. How do you feel about him?
1: Uh, You know, I liked his characterization. It was definitely different, not like any Barry Allen that we're used to. Definitely a lot like kind of a a younger, more uh, aloof, almost, (laughs) mindset about him. But I do like him. I I do like him as a character. He he doesn't ever feel, to me, you know, over the top in his uh, comedic relief aspect. But um, I think there's a lot that can be uh, opened up there story-wise. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that. I mean,
0: the potential's there. I'm a little yeah, concerned sure. uh, because, I again, I'm not sure if we talked about it on the podcast, but Ezra Miller did have a, a bit of a kerfuffle with a fan a few months ago. That yeah. Was, that was pretty ugly. Uh, so I don't know if that was set, like, maybe that was settled behind the scenes or, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, hopefully we've forgiven and moved on. Sure. But who, who knows? <laughs> I
1: mean, yeah. it, it, it definitely wasn't brought up at Fandom. Yeah, no, not at all. No, but, it seemed like uh, that, that was definitely under the rug. And mm-hmm. honestly, it just seemed like it, it didn't really impact too much. It wasn't in the news for very long, so it was kind of like almost a non-story. So I yeah. guess we move on. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, but but the exciting
0: uh, part of this panel uh, was the concept art that was revealed because we know that this is going to be oh, yes. Flashpoint, and we know that this is going to be exploring the DC multiverse. And this is going to be Hell sort yeah. of like the way that DC kind of relaunches themselves as a, as a, as a cinematic force, I suppose. Yeah. And you got that great concept art of Ezra Miller's flash and Michael Keaton's Batman. <laughs> and then some great uh, art of the new suit that, that, uh, that, that, uh, Wally, Wall- Jesus, that Barry will have uh, designed by the yep. Ben Affleck Batman. And uh, another, yep. a, a great piece of concept art that merges, the two batman together in the same thing you know Ben's batman
1: and uh, Michael Keaton's yeah so that's going to be super awesome love both of those guys can't wait to see what they're doing for it
0: yeah i you know again this is just kind of a, a like a, this is like a teaser of a teaser almost i mean this is just like to kind of like wet your whistle for potential yeah uh, but yeah i mean come on a, a movie with multiple batman yeah i'm i'm, I'm going
1: <laughs> yeah i mean if you got Michael Keaton Batman and anything, I think that's going to be a huge seller on its own, just for nostalgia factor alone, right?
0: Well, and, and again, I don't hate the the Ben Affleck Batman the way the way that a lot of people do. So
1: yeah, neither do I. I. I was actually kind of a fan of his take on it. It wasn't my favorite, but I respected what he was trying to do with it. Mm-hmm. I just think the script wasn't great. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I mean, Justice League. And we'll get
0: into Justice League, I suppose, in a little bit. But Justice League has some problems, and it seems like a lot of them had to be happening behind the scenes too. So, but sure. we'll, we'll we'll talk about that once we get to an, another little uh, project that DC talked about over the weekend too. Yeah. <laughs> Which actually, you know what? Maybe that's the segue we need to to get there. Because I don't think I have anything else to say about the Flash. Do you? No, I think we're good.
1: Let's segue in.
0: Yeah, let's segue into it in, into it right now. Uh, into into Zack Snyder's Justice League, the Snyder Cut. <laughs> Yes. Ooh, so Snydery, so Cuddy. <laughs> I, <laughs> I um, I, I sat through this panel. I, I I like Zack Snyder as a as a person. Uh, whenever yeah. I see him, I've seen him. At, I feel like I've seen him at Comic Con for a million years now. I mean, ever since three hundred. Um, sure. And then up through Watchmen and 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 everything else he's done. I think I even sat through the Sucker Punch panel a million years ago. Wow.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: and I, I've always I've always liked him. He has, I think he has a really good energy about him. And uh, Mm -hmm. I I respect the fact that he's pretty passionate about these things. Even if I don't agree with his takes necessarily on something, I can respect man's passion.
1: Sure. Yeah. No, I I feel you.
0: And, and, um, well, let's talk about the big news. And the biggest news, (laughs) my friend, is this movie's going to be fucking four hours long. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, like, hey, Lord of the Rings, fuck off. (laughs) Yeah, right. You take your three and a half hours and go straight to hell. <laughs> yeah, I'm you know, down for it. It's gonna be initially, uh, again airing on HBO Max is initially gonna be broken up into four one-hour segments, uh, whether that's four consecutive nights in a row or f- over four weeks, we don't know for sure. Yeah, and then Zach did talk about eventually combining it all for one view, uh, one viewing experience. But Jesus, who has the time? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and then of course, we we saw the footage, yes. and uh, he wasted no time giving us the money shot right at the beginning of the trailer, (laughs) which is dark side. Side. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What did you think? What were your, your reactions, your feelings as you're watching the Snyder cut trailer?
1: You know, the trailer I thought was really good in that they showed almost entirely just new footage. Mm -hmm. Like this was just stuff. We had not seen different angles, different takes on certain scenes that were in the movie and it was just cool to see that, like, so many things were just completely different. And it just felt like it was adding so many little back plots and back points to, you know, the movie that we did get, which, you know, in many ways just felt rushed and almost incomplete in that regard. So just to see that so many issues could potentially be addressed felt really cool on its And, uh, you know, the song was pretty hyped, too. So. <laughs> You know, it's funny you mentioned that. The, uh, Snyder got a, like,
0: there was a, a, I don't know if backlash is the right word, um, but they, they obviously if you watch the trailer, you know, it's it's Leonard Cohen's uh, Hallelujah, which is yeah. a song that Snyder got a fair amount of shit for using in Watchmen. <laughs> so I I, yeah. I I like the fact that, I, I mean, in my mind, maybe I'm dead wrong about this. Maybe he just likes the fucking song, but in my
1: mind, it's this Snyder saying, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of got that vibe too, because... Like my wife was very much like, oh, I like the I like the song choice. I'm like, yeah, very Watchmen, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think Snyder forgot
0: the people who shit all over his Watchmen movie. <laughs> yeah, particularly that scene, which <laughs> so he's like,
1: have this. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah it's like, oh yeah, you guys all want to watch Justice League? Yeah, we'll get you're gonna get this song again too. How about that? <laughs> that was a pretty good callback. Uh, but also interesting enough, uh, on a side note, uh, a bunch of uh, uh, like YouTube shows and 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 podcasts who air through YouTube. Uh, we're trying to do Justice League coverage, oh. and they would try to play that trailer. <laughs> and oh. the Leonard Cohen people were shutting them down. It's kind oh, of hilarious. Like, like, there's a lot of the uh, YouTube shows that just got booted for uh, copyright violation mm. for for the song.
1: Oh, that sucks! <laughs> I was like, damn, Leonard Cohen's people are fucking harsh. Yeah, they're they're on it.
0: <laughs> Don't worry though, we're gonna play it on the end of this podcast, folks. Fuck them, <laughs> <laughs> just to spite them. Yeah, I'm taking Zack Snyder's approach. Fuck them all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for him. <laughs> yeah I, 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 I agree with you a hundred percent. the new footage, I mean again, we have no context for any of it. but the fact that we're seeing sure. so much new stuff uh, really lends credence to the fact that like I mean for years after just League d- came out, we we've been hearing teases of like what this movie was supposed to be before. yeah and you're like, wow, that sounds really interesting. You're really different than what we got. <laughs> And and, yeah. and just kind of all this footage that they did they did share with us uh, was like oh wow this could really be a, a new viewing experience. Yep. You know I I I will be very intrigued to kind of compare the apples and oranges uh, of the, the Snyder cut and the Whedon cut.
1: Yeah, I, I would definitely have to go back and watch it. I think once we uh once we actually do get that on HBO Max, it'd be cool to kind of do a side by side and just re-examine what's different, what made one better than the other
0: you know well listen I can tell you uh, right now that uh, that's going to be a daunting challenge for you <laughs> because the, I, I have tried to rewatch the, just the the Whedon you know the original theatrical release a couple different yeah. times and um, man it's worse than doing math homework <laughs> oh man that's rough <laughs> it's just it's not a great picture it's it's, yeah. not, it's not it's not I don't know I, I don't I, it's not bad but it's just, yeah. it's just not great. It's just, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of meh.
1: Yeah. And I think that's honestly even worse than being bad, because if it's bad, you know, that something went wrong somewhere, but when it's just meh, you're just kind of like, well, did you even try?
0: <laughs> well, right. And that, that kind of, uh, l- lends to what we were, were alluding to a little bit earlier, which is like the allegations from, from Ray Fisher, uh, yeah. Cyborg himself that, uh, Joss Whedon's set was extremely toxic and and not mm-hmm. conducive uh, as a positive work environment, and that uh, many of the cast members uh, were almost bullied to an extent. Yeah. Uh, so it, 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 I don't know. It just I don't. I can't help but speculate now, like what that means for this movie, this new cut going forward, and like how different will it be? And I mean, mm-hmm. if you watch that panel, uh, we got we got a, a question each from a member of the Justice League. You know, Affleck yeah, and Cavill cool. and Gal Godot and and Ray was there as well. And oh. Ray was so happy <laughs> to yeah. be there, to be talking to Zach and that this thing's moving forward. And that it's yeah. just kind of like the big upper, you know, big middle finger to, to Josh Whedon. Yeah. And a- apparently an investigation on Warner Warner Brothers end has mm-hmm. been opened into investigating yeah. these
1: allegations from from Ray. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's been one of the most vocal about the issue. I mean, even on Instagram posts, I've seen Mm -hmm. that he's posted. It's just kind of been, he's been pushing this forward and he's been a huge proponent of the Snyder Cut for that reason, because it would let him bring to light what happened with Whedon.
0: Yeah. And uh, a couple other members of of the DC Warner Brothers Brothers committee were were, uh, uh, named by him, including Jeff Johns, you know, one of the most beloved comic book writers, in the last 20 years of DC Comics. Yeah. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how that investigation goes. If anything will be made public, um, you know, who knows? I mean, there's a a lot to kind of parse through, but like who knows what the the public will be made aware aware of.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess we'll have to see on that one.
0: Yeah. And again, a lot of this stuff is is pretty interesting, especially uh, in light of what happened last week. I mean, I, I speculated a little bit about this on last week's, uh, kind of like um, our the emergency episode I did on Thursday after the Affleck yeah. news was announced. You know, I sure. kind of speculated that like maybe like the the reembracing of Zack Snyder is what helped get Ben Affleck back in the fold. You know, and yeah. I you know I don't know, but maybe Ben Affleck was just like fuck this Joss Whedon version.
1: Yeah, that you know that makes a lot of sense. I I can totally see that being a thing.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, Hollywood is a place of mysteries and enigmas. <laughs> <laughs> But we'll yes, get we'll get is. to enigma later. Don't worry, folks. We'll get there. Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> we're getting to, to mystery enigma.
0: You like how I tease that one, Raj? <laughs> it
1: was very smooth. I like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have anything else to say uh, about about the Snyder Cut. Uh, obviously, it looks. I'm I'm very intrigued. I'm very excited. Uh, yeah, we, we saw again. Seeing more characters from Apocalypse was pretty dope. Uh, it, yeah. lo- it looked like we got a we got like a shot of Dasad, which was like ooh Dasad. The master torturer of of Apocalypse? I can't wait to see this.
1: Should be good, dude.
0: Yeah, optimistic. Again, also coming out in 2021. We don't have a date, but we know 2021.
1: So we just got to get through this year, and we'll be fine.
0: Yep. (laughs) Pretty, pretty much. But who knows? We can all be dead by then. Well, I hope not,
1: because there's a lot of good stuff coming out.
0: <laughs> yeah, and let's talk about one of those. Another another DC project coming out in 2021. We finally got to see some, some behind-the-scenes footage. We saw a really great animated roll call announcement. Yep. But it, it's finally happening. We're finally seeing stuff for the first time. James Gunn's Suicide
1: Squad. Yes. How excited are you, Raj? <laughs> Matt, just the sheer number of people in this movie makes me think so many people are going to die and it's going to be so much fun if you had told me 20 years ago that I'd be so excited to see a
0: movie with Polka Dot Man I would have <laughs> laughed my ass off but David Desmalchin as, as Polka Dot Man <laughs> looks pretty cool so far we didn't see a ton but uh, yeah. I'm like ooh I'm definitely intrigued by this yep yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but what's great now is we, again we got that roll call so we've heard about this cast forever but now yeah. we know who's playing who. Yep. So let me let me read through here, and and I'm gonna ask you a very important question at the end of this. So hang on. Okay. All right. We have Idris Elba as Bloodsport, Michael Rooker as Savant, Peter Capaldi as the Thinker, Nathan Fillion playing TDK, Pete Davidson playing Blackguard. Have we just mentioned David Dasmalchen as uh, Polka Dot Man? We have Daniela Melchior playing a super powered version of the rat. Ca- I'm sorry, a gender swap version of the rat catcher. Steve Agee is voicing King Shark, John Cena playing Peacemaker. Mei Ling Ning as Mongal. Flu Borg as Javelin. Sean Gunn as Weasel. Juan Diego Boto playing Luna. Storm Reed as Tyla. Alice Braga as Sosoria. And then obviously we have uh, the returning cast of, of Margot Robbie as Harley. Boomerang. Captain Boomerang. Uh, Rick Flag. All those guys. Well, but Raj, let me ask you.
1: Of that list that I just read to you, how many of those fucking characters have you heard of? <laughs> Other than the ones from the last movie, literally just Polka Dot Man and King Shark. <laughs> I mean, I thought I had a pretty
0: good uh, uh, knowledge. Like, like, I thought I knew some deep cuts in, in, uh, in, in DC Comics lore. Uh, yeah. James Gunn
1: cuts so much deeper. <laughs> yeah. It was insane, the amount of deep cuts he had in that. I was like... I'm pretty sure I'm going to know, like, at least half of these guys, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, some of them I,
0: I, I had to look up, and I was like, I don't remember this character at all. Like, Javelin? Like, who the yeah. fuck is that? Uh, and Nathan <laughs> Fillion's character, who just sounds like a disposable, disposable member of the team, is, is TDK? What the hell yeah. is that? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, t D K. What could that stand for? Like the the Dead Knight? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, there's the obvious, but it's not that. <laughs> uh, you know, again, I, 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 we saw again we saw that animated roll call thing, which I thought was super super cool. Uh, but we also got the behind the scenes, you know, footage stuff where we got to see the actors in their costumes doing acting things, and and yeah. James Gunn conducting his directorial duties. And like some of the some little candid interviews with with the cast members, <laughs> yep. And it was very exciting, and I I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I can't wait to see what happens to John Cena in this movie. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah,
1: it's it's gonna be good. No matter I mean, what happens, it's a, gonna be awesome.
0: Any guy wearing white pants, it can't go well for you.
1: No, not <laughs> at all.
0: <laughs> it's it's a. Uh, Ooh, I don't even know what to say. I mean, there's, there's so much to kind of parse through with what we saw. Uh, and, you know, the big rumor that's come out since that, that behind-the-scenes footage was, was revealed is that perhaps, possibly even, uh, it, it sort of, you know, James Gunn's a smart guy. If, if this was in the background, it was done on purpose, but it, it done in a way to kind of like engage in conversation with the fan base to kind of get people talking maybe. But a, a couple eagle-eyed internet sleuths seem to have spotted what appears to be Starro in the background. Huh. Could you imagine the Suicide Squad versus Starro?
1: That would be insane. I am a big
0: fan <laughs> of Starro. Uh, for anyone not familiar with Starro, Starro is basically a giant galactic starfish yep. who deploys little tiny versions of himself to to take over your mind so that he can control you and manipulate you and make you do whatever you want. And he, he controls entire armies and entire planets with his little starfishes on your face. Yep. Happy little Staros. <laughs> uh, it, he, he, yes, it sounds silly, but it's awesome. <laughs>
1: yes. And if that this would is, honestly be a great way to take it.
0: <laughs> I, agreed. I 100% agree. I mean, and one of the things they, they talked about on that behind-the-scenes uh, featurette was that uh, this movie is, is being shot as like a 70s war movie, which I'm like, ooh, yeah, that sounds cool too. So yep. the Suicide Squad versus like an army of people Star taken Rose. over by Starros. I mean, <laughs> this has the potential to be fucking bananas, crazy, bonkers, awesome.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for it. I mean, we know the existing members are awesome, and I can only imagine just all this fodder is going to be amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think you mentioned it a, a few weeks back on the show, uh, but uh, Captain Boomerang was clearly the, the surprise standout of that fucking first film. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, for the, for the debacle that it is, <laughs> like, you're like, Oh man, boomerang was actually way better than I thought he'd be.
1: Yeah. Boomerang's fun. He, he kind of gets undercut in a lot of ways, but he's actually a pretty fun character.
0: Well, yeah. And the, I guess the thing that surprised me the most about that is like, I've, I've seen Jai Courtney in a bunch of movies. He never really stands out to me, but it's like, uh. for some reason he does is this. I don't know why <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's, he's a good captain.
0: I guess, I guess, Uh
1: <laughs> Is there anything else you want to get into about Suicide Squad? Am I some, am I forgetting anything? No, I think we we hit up most of it. There there wasn't a, an actual trailer trailer, but there was kind of some behind the scenes stuff. So that was that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, the behind the scenes stuff. I I love that feature. I've watched it a couple times.
0: I love that animated yeah. roll call. Um, they even did like a fun little remix of their panel. Uh, like on Friday, they cut together like a, like almost like a, like a. I don't even know what to call it. Like a just like a beatbox video kind of thing. It was pretty <laughs> funny. Um, I saw that. Yeah,
1: you posted it.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I was like, I was pretty impressed with it. Actually, I was like, this is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, Suicide Squad, new version, it's like Suicide Squad 2.0. It's not a sequel. Yeah. It's not a reboot. It's just a new thing. It is the Suicide Squad. Yeah, and uh, you know what? Actually, one thing I did want to mention uh, for the hardcore fans out there, like myself, who who love the original comic book that it's that this is all based on. I love yeah. that James Gunn described this as a. Uh, almost like a sequel to the original comic book series in a, in a way which nice. i was like that is super cool because um you know i'm not i the, the suicide squad has been relaunched a bunch of different times since the new 52 and I, it's never really taken for me yeah um, you know it's, it's never felt quite right um mm-hmm. but I, I love the idea of a sort of a spiritual movie sequel
1: to the original comic book series this sounds really intriguing yeah, and I think that's definitely what it needs because I feel like in many ways they have always tried to push it, and it's just never latched on to people these days as much as the original was. So yeah, yeah, and I, I should
0: mention if anyone out there is listening and hasn't seen any of these things uh, yet, go over to YouTube or just Google it and, and find the videos. Like yeah. they're they're everywhere, and, and these are the things that are definitely worth checking out. None of them are super long. You know, most of the, mm-hmm. even even the behind the scenes is only like like I don't know a minute and a half. So yeah. You you won't you won't get too stressed out about it. <laughs> I think you'll be fine. Roger, do you need to grab another beer or anything? Uh, you know, I'm good for now. All right. Well, then we'll 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 carry on as they say in My Chemical Romance.
1: <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs>
0: good right. cut. I like it. Let's uh we're we're going to save like the big I, I can't help it. We're going to save the big thing for last. Sure. So yeah. let's let's kind of shift to a movie that we may actually see this year. Yes. Wonder Woman 1984 <laughs> showed us a big new fucking trailer full of <laughs> glory and magnificence and our first look at Cheetah.
1: Yes. What'd you think, Raj? I was pretty I was pretty happy with the trailer. Definitely uh, just gave just enough more from the first trailer. You know, they're at this point where they didn't expect to release another trailer, right? You know, the, the movie was supposed to be out by now. So for them to kind of cobble together another trailer in the meantime, to just give us something in between from that last trailer to what should have been the release was kind of cool of them. And just to kind of see Cheetah in action was really awesome too. Yeah. I thought it was really great because like, like you said, I mean, this is a movie we should have seen by now. Uh,
0: It's now scheduled to come out October 2nd, fingers crossed pandemic enduring kind of thing. Yeah. Um, So, you know, uh, again, this is a movie we should have seen by now, but, I was really excited to kind of get this this first look at at Kristen Wiig. We hadn't really seen much of her in the earlier trailers, uh, yeah. So this was a, a really nice surprise. I like, I you know, I think a lot of people uh, obviously think of Kristen Wiig as being a comedic actress, uh, but she yeah. can she can do some dramatic stuff, and it, it seems like she's really kind of tapped into that in this trailer mm-hmm. as we kind of yeah. get a little glimpse of what her her worldview is and where she's coming yeah. from in relation to Diana Prince, aka Wonder Woman. Um, and, yeah, man, it looks awesome. I'm really excited to see this flick. I mean, I was before. But, yeah, the <laughs> new footage, I mean, we, we, we kind of got glimpses of the, of the battle armor, of the of the kind of Kingdom Come armor that she's wearing and stuff like that.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm really excited about this. I, I recently re- re-watched the original Wonder Woman film, uh, and I absolutely love it. And I actually have to mm-hmm. amend some of my earlier criticisms of it. Yeah. Because I think for a while I had talked myself into thinking the third act wasn't as good. And mm-hmm. I don't have as many problems with the third act as I thought I did. I just have a problem with David Thulis as uh, uh as
1: as Aries. as, as Ares. That's my problem. Yeah.
0: He's not he's not Ares today. <laughs> and when they, and when they see yeah. when they see GM up, he just doesn't look right.
1: Sure. Yeah, no, I can see that. Plus the the uh the mustache just doesn't work well with ancient Greek for some reason. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. I, I think he might just be yeah, my problem is not the third act, it's just him.
0: <laughs> it's just him. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. I mean, he does with what he's given, but yeah, I, th- I think you could have got somebody better. Sure, I can see that. So yeah, I, I had a, I actually had a really good time rewatching uh, Wonder Woman uh, a couple nights ago, and I was like, man, this
1: movie's so fucking good.
0: Yeah. And it doesn't get much better than the No Man's Land scene. Sure. It's so good. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just that's one of those moments that just kind of like encapsulates the character so perfectly. You know, just yeah. Like, just like in Captain America, like, you know, the I can do this all day stuff. I mean, uh-huh. when you find, like, the core of the character and you're able to kind of encapsulate it in, in a, a, a couple of seconds, like, in, in, a, in a, a line of dialogue or in a specific action, I mean, sure, you, you that's when you know you have the right people writing these movies and, and directing these movies. And exactly. Patty is, Patty Jenkins is awesome. Yeah, I'm really stoked for this movie, man. I can't even I can't even begin to talk about how excited I am to see Wonder Woman two 1984. I should say 1984. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> let me ask you this though, because we got always we also got our first glimpse of Max Lord. Yes, one of the one of the vil, other villains of the piece, mm-hmm. who apparently it will be the the vessel by which Steve Rogers or Steve Rogers Steve Trevor <laughs> is returned <laughs> to to Diana's life.
1: The other Steve, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I, I think they're—I think they're definitely going for. I mean, obviously, it's in the '80s, so we're talking about uh, uh, American excess and, and wealth and things like that. That's that's gonna be one of the themes, one of the kind of uh, crossover messages in the film. And yeah, he, they definitely are going for a Donald Trump vibe with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seems like it. It's pretty pretty wild. And if if you're if you are a big Wonder Woman fan, I'm gonna spoil something for you. <laughs> At one point in the comic books. Wonder Woman kills Max Lord. It was pretty fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, so uh, you know, possible spoiler.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Wonder Woman again, a character not known for killing at all. She's you know, much she's much on that that moral high road like Superman is. Uh, but mm-hmm. do, do, I, I don't know if you read that comic book. Do, are you familiar no. with
1: it? No, I, I never read that one. No.
0: It was great. It was on the lead up to uh, to the. Uh, um, yeah, I think it was to Infinity Crisis. Um, in the early 2000s, and Max Lord, who ha- who has uh, these latent psychic abilities, uh, but they were always kind of like downplayed. Is like, oh, he can do a, a few things here and there. He- it's just real. He's he's not powerful at all. Turns out he's been lying for a really really long time and <laughs> secretly manipulating heroes and villains and uh. other characters to kind of like put himself in a position of power. Well, sure. he takes the shackles off basically and takes control of Superman and starts oh. fucking shit up. And Diana, <laughs> in order to save her friend, makes the ultimate sacrifice of her morals and, and, and breaks his neck. Just <laughs> spins his head around exorcist style. It was amazing. Very nice. But because of uh, some fucked up editorial decisions, uh, there, there were never any consequences for Diana in that storyline. It, 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 uh, they, they, they basically fired the writer and, <laughs> and they never got to finish the story, which is a huge, huge bummer well he died and she got off scot free well and since it says it's a comic book he came back to life eventually anyways so whatever
1: <laughs> yeah that's fine no one really dies <laughs> wait that sounds familiar
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh well uh yeah okay so we're excited Wonder when we october 2nd is the plan fingers crossed yeah. uh, that the curve is flattened and uh maybe by then who knows maybe a vaccine That'd make me feel better about going to the movies, but
1: I'll be, yeah.
0: I'll be, I'll be sorely tempted to go see one Woman in theaters without a vaccine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel you.
0: I'll see if I have the guts. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to like rent out the entire theater to myself. We'll see.
1: Yeah. We'll, we'll invest in that. We'll sit on opposite ends.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Like what if we just, what if, you know, what if we got a couple people involved, you know, a bunch of us together, not a bunch. But enough that we could space out, <laughs> but no, make sure no one's sitting next to us.
1: I think we could pull it off.
0: <laughs> we have to find like a really low rent theater. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Raj. Well, I guess that's it. I guess we have to wrap up the show. There wasn't anything else at the at the
1: at the Fandome, was there? No, I mean, I think I think we hit almost everything, right? Almost. Almost.
0: Oh. <laughs> Yeah, there was one more little bitty, a little tiny indie film uh, that they're doing with one of their smaller characters. Uh, Okay, blah, blah, you know the joke. Aha, I'm so funny. (laughs) We're talking about the motherfucking Batman. The Batman. The Batman, the one who pummels the fuck out of people. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, my God, this trailer. (laughs) Now, listen, you saw the the same things I saw This movie is 25% filmed. The fact that we got a trailer that is like this intense out of 25% of footage is astounding.
1: Yes. Yes. What was going through your mind as you're watching this trailer, Roger? Oh, man. I I think just from the start of the trailer, it opened up, you know, just setting the tone, just very grounded, realistic, gritty. Uh, And then you get the Nirvana song. Mm -hmm. and you're like oh okay this is what we're doing (laughs) you get the whole mood in just the first few seconds and when you finally see the actual back suit in action it looks great i had seen so many stills of it here and there wasn't 100 percent convinced until i saw it in action and i'm like no yeah this i'm sold (laughs) so the the suit alone was great just uh, the build-up, the characterization of everything you see up until the, uh, you know, the, who the hell are you supposed to be? The the ultimate beatdown? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that, I think, just shut up every single hater on Robert Pattinson in one small scene. Yeah, I think
0: you're right. I think <laughs> another another uh, director, uh, Matt Reeves this time, uh, saying, hey, Internet,
1: fuck you. <laughs> very much so that was an amazing beat down and you expected to get the i'm batman line and he gives i'm vengeance okay. which is awesome so <laughs> you, you
0: brought it up he says the line do you think he also says next i am the knight
1: oh i hope so because that's going to be an awesome callback to the animated series oh my if he does i might i might roll it here because yeah, I think that so. would be if he finishes impressive. It, yeah.
0: That would be goddamn impressive right there. Like that that callback right there. Woo!
1: Oh, that would be that would be fire. I, I would watch it again just for that. Yeah, I, I totally agree <laughs> with you. I I love this trailer. I mean, it was it was riveting
0: from from the first shot. I mean, just like even from like the the kind of like hazy red logo at the beginning that's kind of moving in in sync with the tearing of the tape as it's being pulled yeah. off the roll, and you're like. Is that, is that tape? <laughs> and then you see what's going on, and you and you see this this very different looking Riddler. Yeah, uh, you know a Riddler that is not quite the Edward Digma that we know.
1: Nope.
0: Uh, and you're like, what the fuck is this? And like, I, I felt instantly captivated by it. Yeah. And then again, like you said, the Nirvana hits, and again we get a we a, we get a different take on Batman because this is a Batman who's walking amongst the police. He's walking yeah. through the cops at the crime scene. And sure. it's something we've, we've, we've rarely seen in, in live action. I think I don't think at all. I mean, this is a Batman who's kind of yeah. still working with the police, still viewed as a good guy, <laughs> even though sure. I think that yeah. might change by the
1: end of this movie. Yeah, most likely.
0: Yeah, and it, it, it jives with what we've heard about this uh, this Gotham uh, PD show that is, will be on HBO Max uh, yeah. b- because it came out at the, at the panel. I, I'm going to change gears a little bit, sorry. But at the panel, I mean, Matt Reeves refers to this as like Batman Year Two, sort of. Sure. And this this Gotham PD is supposed to be kind of set during Gotham or Batman Year One. Yeah. So that show will almost acts as a prequel and kind of show how the police department views Batman going into this movie. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, it was just a small little thing, but you're like, oh wait, I know about that Gotham Central show coming, and this kind of like <laughs> it's like, oh man, S-s-s- synergy.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be great. Uh, but, and.
0: I, I again, I'm a little flabbergasted because it's such a good trailer, again, for 25% footage, but I'm, I'm captivated immediately by Jeffrey Wright's Jim
1: Gordon. Yeah. I'm like, how is this not a thing sooner? He's great! <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. He, I think he did a great Jim Gordon. Just in the very little we see of him, it's believable. You know, he he's not yet commissioner. Looks like we still got Commissioner Loeb in charge,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, you know, so so we got I guess it would be Lieutenant Gordon at that point. Um, but yeah, no, I, everything I've seen in that trailer, I I've literally watched the trailer about 10 times today. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Like it's that friggin' good. What is your thoughts on,
0: on, uh, uh the unrecognizable Colin Farrell as, as Oscar,
1: <laughs> as, as Oswald Cobblepot. Well, yeah, quite literally. I didn't even realize it was him. I'm like, wait, is that, is that penguin? I'm like, and then I'm like, wait, that's Colin Farrell. <laughs> yeah it, like had you not told me that I would never have known no it, it took me uh,
0: several viewings to be like isn't Colin Farrell supposed to be in this movie and then I started looking things up and I was like oh <laughs> fuck that's him yeah it's, it's, it's a wild yeah. transformation for Colin Farrell uh, but again it, it, leading into something that, that, that Matt Reeves kind of talked about was like we're seeing uh, these characters particularly Cobblepot and, and, and Enigma you know not uh-huh. quite in their they're kind of in their for, for lack of a better word they're kind of in like their gestation period where they're not sure. quite the villains that we know yet
1: uh, yeah they're kind of
0: getting there yeah they're kind of getting there and so we, we see the kind it looked like couple pots kind of like a, like a low- level mob guy or, or low level sure. criminal as, at, at this point not not running an empire like he does later on you know no iceberg <laughs> yeah. no iceberg lounge in this movie it looks like no not yet <laughs> but uh, it, just an incredible weird and wild transformation for Colin Farrell in this picture.
1: yeah definitely.
0: Yeah, uh, we don't we don't get to see Andy Serkis as Alfred, but we do get to hear him.
1: Yeah, he does a, a little bit of narration,
0: which he, is cool, and he's very British. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, that is the most British Alfred I think I've heard in a while. <laughs> that is true. Um, let me let me back up again a little bit too, because something that I really <laughs> this is such a dumb detail, but I was fascinated by it. But the scene when he's walking into the crime scene and they go to that shot of the of the boots, uh-huh. and you kind of see that like. Oh, he's wearing like military boots, but he has like little spats over him. So you don't see the, like the laces. Yeah. yeah. I was like, that's such a cool detail. Yeah. I really was really is. impressed with that. that too. <laughs> I was like, that's so cool. I, yeah. I, I don't know why I, I'm geeking out with like the dumbest things in this trailer. <laughs> yeah. I'm there with you, man. Oh man. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, again, lots of nuts. Again, you see lots of cool things like the mystery of, of the Riddler, you get to hear some actual riddles where I'm like, I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go to that beatdown though, Raj. Let me ask yes. you this question because this is my question to you. <laughs> the, the the gang or the hoodlums that he that Batman is engaging yeah. with, they're wearing yep. makeup of a sort.
1: Yes. Any thoughts? You know, it could be one of two things. I guess uh, it looks kind of like. ish you know it is this paint with looks like darkened eyes and mouth kind of but the main guy does appear to kind of have almost a stitched up smile Mm -hmm. to the side of Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. so it could be reminiscent of joker so it would be cool if there was some sort of joker tie-in there if they were kind of like Joker Gang esque, which was actually I, kind of more Batman Beyond. I was but... just gonna say,
0: I wondered if it was gonna be the Joker's with the Z at the yeah. end. Because <laughs> I was like, wait a second, are they gonna do the Joker's in this movie? That'd be fucking that, crazy. That would be weird,
1: but it would be cool.
0: <laughs> but like, I mean, could you imagine like as that as a potential origin for the Joker? Is like this this elevated from like a street gang into the Clown Prince of Crime? I mean, I don't. Again, speculation
1: to the yeah, extreme. Yeah. Either way. You know, one inspiring the other would be awesome.
0: Yeah, I, I again, it was something I, I couldn't help but think about. As, you know, as, much like yourself, as I watched the trailer for the umpteenth billionth time. So, yeah. <laughs> so, why are these guys wearing makeup and they're looking, looking kind of like clowns? Yeah, yeah. What's going on there? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, might be might be a cool
1: origin there. We'll see.
0: Yeah. Um, the other thing that I thought was pretty darn rad. You know, we didn't see a ton of it but the Batmobile looks awesome.
1: Oh, yeah. Right after the I'm Vengeance, you just hear that thruster kick in and you see it blowing blue flames back. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was something else, man. Uh, the,
0: DC used this to kind of close out the the, 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 the convention, basically. This, this is like the, kind of like the topper. It wasn't going to get bigger and better than this, apparently. <laughs> and I, I can't say I fault them for that decision. yeah you know it's uh it's the Batman we all love the Batman <laughs> except for Rocksteady who doesn't want us to play as the Batman anymore
1: yeah well you know I guess they had their time whatever <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: what else is in this trailer that um that we can kind of parse through anything else did you, you noticed
1: uh I mean there was the the posters of uh Moroni on the wall so that that's another comic reference there mm-hmm. uh that they capture Maroni. Moroni being, you know, the guy that basically makes Two-Face, right? If I'm remembering correctly. Yes, I believe that is correct. Yeah, so we have that. Uh, I'm trying to think. We also get Catwoman in there. We do. Obviously. Yes, right. Uh, Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, she just that little scene where she does that like reverse capoeira kick and he just instantly ducks it was just so perfect. I, it was such a small detail, but mm-hmm. just seeing that was great. Um. yeah no there was just so many like little details here seeing him whoa one of the big things that you might have some detractors on but seeing him at the end with the actual eye makeup yes. which is probably the first time we've actually seen the character with the black eye makeup which you'd actually have to have if you were trying to cover your eyes and wear the mask it's something that is always overlooked in superhero live action stuff but it's it's just assumed to be the, the mask doing the whole job i guess well it, it but this it, this it, makes it grounded i guess in that regard it, it yeah
0: you know you're 100% right it, it and it's one of those things like when you see them in the in the in the cowl they're clearly wearing it but then it's yeah. miraculously goes away when they take off the cowl later <laughs> <laughs> so
1: i like you got like, like little wipers <laughs>
0: yeah so I, I like the fact that they they were keeping that in play when he's when he's not cowled up um, but i also loved on the internet today all the comparisons to bucky from Captain yeah. America. So.
1: <laughs> sure, sure. I get that. But I was actually kind of feeling more like the crow, you know, he was kind of just pulling those like just real dark brooding vibes from that character. Uh, I think they're, I hope they draw a lot of parallels from that because I love the crow. And that was, that was cool.
0: <laughs> it's not a good day to be a bad guy, Roger. <laughs> not
1: if you're the Batman. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. I
0: mean, this, again, this movie's 25% done. They have a lot of filming to, to, to do. Uh, it sounds like they're gearing up to start again uh, next month. You know, production overseas is starting to pick up again. So some things are starting to resume. But this is on yeah. target for October next year.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but in the meantime, we have this to watch a million times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to keep watching it. Yeah, and I mean I can I can only imagine too that this this will be you know assuming we all get to go to the movie theaters to watch Wonder Woman like this will be on there for sure, yeah. right?
1: Oh, for sure.
0: You know get, <laughs> get get that hype train going, man. Come on. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know what else I have to say about the movie. I think Catwoman looks looks pretty intriguing. I'm I'm, I'm curious. I think the costume looks really good. I feel like uh they they're they're learning as they make more and more Batman movies, like like how the costume has to be able to function. Yeah, exactly. Like just to be able to see the way Pattinson's moving around, uh, he, yeah. he he looks quite, if not agile, at least nimble enough to
1: be in the costume. You know what I mean sure yeah it looks it looks more believable like he could actually fight people with that and we get to see it in action and it doesn't look awkward no so that was super
0: cool and i kind of dig like the little pop collar look he has going on i was like oh that kind of makes sense because like if you're going to have him like with with a, a solo a single cowl so that he can move yeah. his head back and forth it would make sense to still kind of protect the neck a little bit
1: exactly yeah i like that a lot too yeah it was a cool feature
0: yeah and i thought the gloves looked great the gauntlets look pretty badass and and Sure. I mean, again, I mean, you're watching them as their their fists raining down on some dude's face, (laughs) boom! But (laughs) it looked. Yep, he clearly touched the rhubarb. (laughs) Yeah, that's right, man. He rubbed Batman's rhubarb, and Batman did not take that lightly. Uh, Nope. Oh, you know what? Let me let me kind of again. We're gonna we're gonna speculate a little bit here. Um, but how did you feel? Yeah. Like. I guess, what's your general impression of of Batman's state of mind in this movie? Like, where is he at in his kind of, like, emotional development as
1: Batman? Yeah, you you know, it definitely looks, every scene that we see him in, he just looks dark and brooding, which, you know, like I said, when we first heard that Pattinson would be the new Batman, I'd like, I was saying, you know, he knows how to do dark and brooding. He is going to make this role just really intense, like, he just has like that kind of stare that he could just like stare into the camera and like just pierce souls, you know, like you can tell that he's just troubled on such a deep level and that everything he's doing is just trying to get his mind out of this place that he's in. You know, it's just, it's this constant thing that's bearing down on him, just bearing down on his mind. And this is all he can do to, to basically distract himself from, from just dwelling on this thing that he has no control over. So it's just, it's such an awesome, dark take on his mindset. And I I think Pattinson's just going to nail it. Just seeing him in things like the lighthouse, just, you know, his his acting chops are great. And, you know, that is, I think we're going to see that in full force here. So I'm really excited.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I You know, the obviously everyone's talking about the beatdown scene. But you know, you, yeah. you watch it and, and as anyone who knows anything about Batman mythology and, and you obviously you hear the, the the contextualization that Reeves gives us. This is kind of like a year 2 Batman. Like yeah. you get to real you realize you're dealing with a Batman who is like he's like that is a a, a kid who's still hurting and he's taking it yeah, out exactly. on other people and he's kind of like walking that knife's edge of, of you know going too far and or you know, you know what I mean? He's kind of like straddling the edge which is kind of where exactly. you want your
1: Batman yeah. to be on the edge. <laughs> yeah. It, I think it's going to be a great take on it because we've, we've already seen the established Batman a bunch of times, you know, we we've seen Batman before Batman in Batman begins, you know, kind of getting to that point, but w- we haven't seen this point where he's just kind of been working at it for a while and just, you know, trying to figure out what he, what he is at that point but still dealing with these mental issues where he's just not completely there, you know? Yeah,
0: and, and another thing that Reeves mentioned is that, uh, um, he uh, again, going into the year two reference, uh, he he's not, Batman's not getting the results he wants. Yeah. You know, he's not struck fear into the hearts of criminals just yet. So, sure. So he's still trying to figure out how to do that. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, because, I, I mean, just, just the fact that they're asking him who he is, it's like, Clearly, he hasn't made enough of an impact to where criminals know who he is yet. Yeah, exactly. He's probably, so he's probably still. I'm like hoping this. he pushes that forward in this movie.
0: Yeah, and again, I think uh, something that is only kind of alluded to in the trailers, but some I, I think maybe people aren't talking about it enough uh, is the fact that listen, this is the movie a movie with the Riddler, and we're not not the Jim Carrey Riddler, whose <laughs> riddles are moronic <laughs> at best. Sure. <laughs> Wait, so this is going to be the Dark Knight detective in action. And, and that's yeah.
1: something we've yet to really see in a movie Batman yet. Yeah. And it's funny because actually I would say, honestly, the last time we saw like super like detective oriented Batman might've been Batman forever. And just because there was so much of that, <laughs> yeah, I know, you know, you're right, but Val, Val <laughs> Kilmer just doing those, uh, you know, solving the riddles and all this kind of stuff that was like as close to like real detective work. I mean, you got a little bit in, you know, dark Knight where, you know, he's, but it, it almost felt like he's just like using technology to like solve, you know, forensic stuff. It, it didn't right, feel right, like right. detective work per yeah. se, you know? And this is seeming like it's going to be, you know, the detective, you know, like Raz al Ghul calls him, you know, that's, this is going to give him that title where he is the world's greatest detective. And, I really want to see how they're going to make that into a reality.
0: Yeah, you know, it, it, again, we don't see much of the riddler uh, in the trailer except at the beginning, but his his voiceover is very present, as, as yeah. uh, he offers several riddles to uh, to the to the audience who's listening, and obviously to Batman. Uh, yes. No, I, I, again, I'm I'm, I'm insanely intrigued. I, I like this this take that we we're we we're going to see Batman actually doing some some crime solving. as opposed to just using his bat computer to figure everything out sure yeah he better not have bat google because that would annoy me (laughs) but uh yeah i i i mean i we're amongst the legion of of people who uh, give this trailer two big thumbs up roger i don't think that's going to be a controversial take by any means
1: yeah i i think i've seen almost unanimous everybody loves the trailer i've yet to like see a person that's super critical of it so yeah, I agree um, I I guess with that being said uh, we're, we're kind of we,
0: we've we've done it yeah <laughs> we've run the gauntlet of DC the fan of the fandom yes two men enter one man leaves so I guess that's good you Roger you don't get to leave you have to stay in the fandom <laughs> uh, yeah
1: all right well I'll stay here till next year <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know I, I not to get not to get on another tangent before we wrap up i know we've already gone pretty long um, but i i am super curious if this becomes a thing going forward for you know individual companies like are things are mega events like comic con going to go away in lieu of dc/warner brothers events and marvel/disney slash focused events and stuff like that yeah you know again we don't know we don't know what kind of world we're going to be living in a year from now but sure it's going to be wild that's for sure you know depending on, <laughs> depending on whatever happens and as a giant garbage truck roars past my window <laughs> hopefully no one heard that I bet they did yeah I think we're fine <laughs> um, and again that's that's speculation for another day I, I would like to think that comic conventions uh, will never go away but as, yeah. as as these companies kind of become more single-minded you, you have to be a little yeah. concerned if you're a fan of, of conventions and seeing everything under one roof as opposed to having to go to like 15 different sure, yeah. individual events <laughs> yep. Yeah, we'll see how that we'll see how that shakes out, Raj. Uh one more bit of news that is not DC centric because we, we'll mix it up a little bit here. But uh sure. the the embargo that was placed on Critics prior to today has been lifted and we are now getting our first reviews of The Boys season 2. Oh. And reviews are in and they are favorable. Awesome. <laughs> uh, so far, it's scoring ninety-two percent approved on ninety-two uh, percent fresh on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Wow, which that's is pretty good.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, and like all the all the reviews are kind of unanimous, where they're like, it's insane, over the top, gross, grotesque, <laughs> and absolutely amazing. So, <laughs> it's right up our alley. Right up our alley. That show's a week away, or two weeks
1: away. The first week of uh, September. So I guess two, it's two weeks away. Yeah.
0: And then at the end of this week, Raj, we got Bill and Ted, so we might yep. have something to talk about on Monday.
1: <laughs> oh yes, yeah, I'm definitely watching it. I don't know about you, but I'm getting
0: it. <laughs> I, fingers crossed. Unless it's like fifty bucks, and then
1: <laughs> then I, I've been seeing it's twenty to twenty five, so I, I think it's that's it's within insanely
0: that range. reasonable.
1: <laughs> all right, my friend, uh,
0: I can't thank you enough. We are escaping the fandom. The the the, the watch the, the dogs are chasing us, but we're getting out of here with all the hot news. <laughs> Yep. All the hot takes, you know, so many hot takes, you know, it's like, oh, I loved it.
1: That <laughs> <You laughs> one was amazing. Yeah, you
0: know what? We're very controversial when, in our fandom about, about these things. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, well.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you, if you didn't want to hear us, Gus, about, about DC Warner Brothers stuff, you listened to the wrong podcast. The Hater Aid podcast is somewhere. <laughs> yeah, else. you should know better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to, I'm going to, and uh, dude, thanks again for doing this. I, I know this is a long one for us, but uh, a, a lot of content. It finally happened, Raj. We had a, a, yeah. an amazing show of information to share.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, it was fun and uh had a lot of fun in the fandom. So it was a good show.
0: Yeah, I did not like it when Master Blaster showed up. That was not cool.
1: <laughs> we don't like
0: it. <laughs> Fucking ma- fucking master blaster. I don't. Rod, by the way, I think I broke my own record for f bombs in this episode. I think I've said seventy four.
1: You know what? I think it was worth it.
0: <laughs> well, we'll see if any angry parents yell at me. Well, well. All right, my friend. I will talk to you soon.
1: Yep, likewise.
0: Remember, he's Roger Smith. He's at Jedi Raj on Twitter and Instagram. Give him a follow. Yes. All right, later,
1: bud. Later
0: guy's probably fought hundreds of thousands of other super beings on the other planets he's destroyed right and we have to assume he's
1: won i don't care how many demons he's fought and how many hells he's never fought us not us united
0: there it is folks that is the conversation between jedi raj and myself about the massive event over the weekend that was dc fandom uh, I want to give a quick point of clarification uh when we were talking about the Justice League Snyder cut, you know. Um uh I I, I am a more forgiving soul than many uh when it comes to to movies and the, and things of that nature. And you know, Justice League was fine. The 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 Joss, excuse me, the Joss Whedon version of it that was released in theaters, it was fine. I didn't want to I don't want to give the wrong impression that I'm, I'm being overly harsh on it now in hindsight or in retrospect uh in, you know, in light of current events and current uh, allegations that have arisen, it, it was fine. I just was, you know, there's huge stretches of that movie that, to me that are just boring. Uh, and then there are huge stretches of it that are just uninteresting. So, but there's parts of it that are fine. And and um, what we didn't talk about or what I didn't share with Roger is while I am in, excited and intrigued by the possibilities of this Zack Snyder four-hour version of the Justice League film. Uh, I should also be 100% honest and maybe I've you know it's possible I said it on a, on a, on a prior podcast in the past. But I want to put it out there again for anyone who maybe didn't hear or who's maybe forgotten if I if I even if I did say it. Um the director's cut of Batman versus Superman while it does clarify some aspects of the theatrical cut that were a little hazy, it's still not a great film. It's fine, much like Whedon's Justice League was fine. Uh, so I don't wanna, wanna kind of give the impression that, oh my God, this movie is gonna be the movie that we deserve to have kind of thing, because I, this could come out, it could be four hours of nonsense for all I know. Uh, I, but I'm intrigued by what I'm seeing of this new footage, and, and perhaps we get a more coherent story for the culmination of what was to be the Justice League franchise. Uh, which obviously is not to be anymore, but you know, I mean, who knows? Warner Brothers uh, is changing the game constantly with with their superhero films, so who knows what that's going to mean? Uh, but like I said, I just wanted to put that out there because yeah, it's not like the director's cut, you know, Snyder's cut of of Batman v Superman was some kind of miraculous saving grace of the of the of the film. It, it that the movie's still racked with problems, and Justice League might be too, but again. What we saw today, I'm I'm definitely give it, I'm definitely uh, ex- brimming with curiosity, and and uh, excited to check it out. Again, it's four hours of Justice League, but I I do like the fact that they're splitting it up into uh, uh you know uh, over four days or four weeks or whatever it's gonna be. That that's very intriguing to me. So I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation between Roger and myself about all the amazing things or potentially amazing, potentially exciting things that are happening over at DC Warner Brothers. Um, I wish there was a little bit more news on the comic book front. But, you know, again, like I talked about last week, comic books are kind of a in a weird state right now. So I'm not going to go back into that. But I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed DC fandom over the weekend. Uh, if you did, if you didn't, hit me up. Uh, email the show, TomCastPodcast at gmail.com or via social media. I'm at TomCastPodcast, Instagram, and Twitter. That's pretty easy to remember, right? And uh, make sure you're liking the show, subscribing to the show. It's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play. We're on all those things. And if there's something else we should be on, let me know, and I will make sure we get on there. If you guys are uh, interested in becoming Patreon supporters of the show and becoming official members of Pophead Nation, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPodcast. Thank you so much to my current Patreons, the Aspinel Chodi, the Batman of Bay Park, Mr. Jeff Neil. He's co-host of The Ringing Air, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't punch as hard as Robert Pattinson, at least on that Batman trailer. Uh, thank you to the Squid Master General Forever, Mr. Brian Bersard, and the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer. Thank you guys so much for being Patreons. I hope you are... Oh, I'm sorry, in Evil Circle. Jesus, I'm so sorry, Evil Circle. I almost forgot you there. Thank you so much for being Patreons. Thank you for... Helping keep the lights on here in the Tom Cave. Keeping this podcast on the air. And I hope you're enjoying the sweet, sweet bonus content. Uh, If you get a chance, make sure you're writing us five-star reviews. That's that's a message for everyone, not just Patreons. Thank you. Again, I can't thank you guys enough for listening. We're still living in that COVID world. But we did tease two big things for the near future of the podcast. Bill and Ted Face the Music coming out in theaters and on demand this Friday. And the week after that, the Boys season two will be unleashed on Amazon Prime, and uh, we are excited for both of these things, which I suspect will be major topics of the TomCast podcast moving forward for the next few weeks. We'll see what happens. So make sure if you haven't watched Boys season one, you get caught up on that, and uh, go ahead and rewatch Bill and Ted too, because uh, it's a good time. You can watch uh, Death tell Bill and Ted that uh, he sunk their they, they sunk his battleship. That wasn't a good impression, sorry. William Sadler does it much, much better than I do. Anyways, remember, we're living in a COVID world, so make sure you're washing your hands, you're wearing your masks, you're staying six feet away, you're not touching your face, you're not touching anybody else's face, especially not the Batman way. Don't touch people's face the Batman way. That's just, that's a little extreme, especially in these delicate times that we live in. You guys take care of each other. I will talk to you soon. Roger's probably going to be here too. We'll (laughs) We'll see what happens next alright guys thank you so much for listening once again this is Tom this is the TomCast Podcast. ciao babes we're not gonna be fucking sunk this year we're the Stanley Cup champions yeah